We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. We're here. What up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of the Corner Podcast. Kel Dansby here with the old man Andreas Hale from Blue Wire Studios, Wind Resort in Las Vegas. We are back in studio. It feels amazing. Shout out to producer Cole Baby holding it down when we're at the house. We're looking great under the lights. Brian always holding it down for us with the lighting. It feels great to be back on the desk. It's been two weeks. I still blame Chris Jericho. Blame Chris Jericho for everything that happens poorly in life, especially when the man does a suplex in front of you, breaks your chair, and then three days later, you end up with the wrong. I blame Chris Jericho. Fair enough. But it feels great to be back, Dre. We've talked boxing. Um, and last week, we've talked pro wrestling. If you guys didn't listen all the way through to the last show, we're going to be doing pro wrestling every single week. Now, so we'll recap the entire week of pro wrestling on Sundays. So that'll be fun to have a weekly pro wrestling show again. Look forward to that. Um, thank you, everyone, for supporting, putting the battery in our back, for supporting AEW Week. WWE Week is coming up shortly. Same week as International Fight Week for UFC here in Vegas. So we're going to be busy again. So it's good to get back in the studio, kind of get our wits about us again, be under the lights and Dre, we have a full impact UFC episode today. We got to recap UFC 275, which somehow you were wrong, but kind of right. Yeah. And I was right, but kind of wrong. Yep. So we'll talk about that and our predictions going to that one. Of course, as always, we'll be joined by a UFC guest. Uh, great interview, uh, Joaquin Buckley. Coming through the show, it's going to be great uh, to talk about that as well. Tons and tons of MMA to get to after this. But first and foremost, this is a very important time of the show every week. It's one of my favorite times of the show. Dre, this is your Ronnie Romance week every week. This is, Dre, don't do... Not a damn thing for Valentine's Day. And if you guys have been listening to the show long enough, it's because it's his birthday. He doesn't do anything for Valentine's Day ever. He's a curmudgeon. His wife uh, throws him like a nice party every now and then. 
All you think the man wants to do is eat, maybe, in peace, and he doesn't go out to eat because it's like stupid pack. Man will be at home eating, does nothing special for his birthday every year. So you ask, oh, it's his birthday, Valentine's Day weekend. When does he romance his wife? It is the wife's birthday coming up. Shout out to her. Dre, last year, and this is why I like this. It's my favorite part of it. Because you give me tips every year around this time. I do? You do. Last year, and all of these come to fruition like two or three years later. So, last year, wine country. Yeah. Go to wine country. Coincidentally, you had a baby. I would be not baby making on wine country trips. But you have a wine country trip. Cool. I'm going to wine country for the first time this year. Finally. I'm going to Temecula. Yeah. So I'm not going to like Napa, like where you go in the fancy. Temecula is beautiful. Yes. Um, tell your pops. I said, <laughs> tell, tell your pops I'm coming down. Yeah. So going to wine country. Two years ago. Cruise. Three years ago. Cruising it up. Mm, that was, yeah, that was a while ago. I'm going on my first cruise. When? I'm going on my first cruise October 9th. Where are you going? Three-day cruise, San Diego through Mexico. That's a nice thing. Um, Disney cruise. My wife wants to do it for her birthday. It's like three weeks after her birthday, but uh, it's like 70% off That's <laughs> for, yeah. for employees. That three days is going to be too short. I'm telling you that right now. Three days on a boat seems scary. Nope. It's going gonna, it's gonna to go by like that. You're going to be mad. Wait, you're going on a Disney cruise. They serve alcohol on a Disney cruise? Unlimited. Yeah, you're going to be pissed then. <laughs> 72 hours on a boat is not enough time. You'll learn that the hard way. See, I'm more of a, like, a resort guy. No, no, no. Rookie move. <laughs> so I should go longer? Yes. Three days is have way like too five-day one. That's perfect. Five, five days of commitment. Five, no, it's not. Watch. Report back to me when you come back. <laughs> and you're like, it was way too short. And when it started, it was already over. Trust me. I've been cruising for a long time. Three is too short. I've done a three-day cruise like once. And I was like, never again. It's a waste of time. Well, you guys will have fun. It's your first one. It's a waste of time. Yeah, yeah. Definitely my first one. She's been on one before. I'm just trying not to get seasick. You won't. Not a... I'm on a boat. Yeah, it's a I get motion sickness. Like, you, very... you won't. Just, you're going to be on a... The boat's going to be so big, you're not going to feel anything. You're fine. Yeah. Well, yeah. So I'm doing the cruise. So this year... What are you doing for your wife? Because I'm just going to swagger jacket like two years from now. No, you're not. It's a staycation. I got a damn newborn. I ain't doing shit. I'm getting a, a room and I'm going to dinner, and that's about it. And then I'm going to change diapers and <laughs> deal with my daughter. <laughs> deal with the kids, man. I'm, I'm not doing anything. Her birthday is Juneteenth. Um, you got, do you celebrate Juneteenth like normally? Anyway? I have to celebrate my wife's birthday. No, I understand. It's, it's like, like, it's like an aside from the birthday. No, it's like, yeah, she Juneteenth. shuts everything she's, down for her birthday. She's, she's a woman. Yeah, that's women funny. don't do birthdays being one day. That's women start talking about their birthday like three weeks before it happens. Yep. And they're like, if you get in an argument with them, they're like, don't do that. My birthday's this month. What the fuck? All I get is a big piece of chicken. And maybe I don't even know if I get that anymore. <laughs> no. Not so, at all. It's 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 uh goes to your firstborn. Yeah. Not, you know. This will be light work. I have a screaming baby. Like, I don't know what I'm doing here. Your baby does not scream. Let's yeah. get that out. Oh my god. He's the nicest looking baby in the world. It's funny because he looks like you when you were like 14. You got your jerry curl. Like, you know, you already got the jerry curl. But 
There's not one photo of this child screaming or crying. Who anymore. does that? It's like Instagram when people post on Instagram when they're miserable. <laughs> Nobody does that. <laughs> Everybody posts the best part. Of, like I send pictures of you guys and my kid because hey, we recorded from the, from the house for two weeks. Cole, you hear the baby? I didn't hear no baby. Do you Cole know how many doors no I closed in my house to make sure that you couldn't hear him? I've had three children. Ain't no door on this earth that is going to stop the sounds of a screaming yes, baby. Yes, it is. In my house, it is. No, my child's a maniac. My, today, my child took a piss on me, himself, cried through that. I changed his clothes, and I was like, all right, let me change his diaper. And then he was like, well, fuck that. I'm mad now. So he took a shit everywhere. And then he yelled through it all. So he yelled so my My son cried so much, he was hoarse. You ever heard of it's it's so pathetic. They give him a lozenge. Like yeah, it's they, so pathetic. He's it's the worst. No, kids suck, man. <laughs> I love my but that's but that's what me and my wife are doing. We're like, yay, we're gonna we're gonna go to dinner and take the baby to no, dinner. Staycations are great. Steakhouse. Like a bison steak, you know, something like that. I don't if he makes it through it, you you should know this. That's true. It's if once you there's a clock that starts as soon as you leave the house. Yeah. It's like, all right. Got it. He's going to have to eat in like four hours. Probably going to poop himself. Right, so we got to eat real quick. There's no like, say, like salivating the taste of your steak. You got to eat it you're like a clock. savage. Yeah, you're, <laughs> ain't this, you're so far removed from this stuff. You don't forgot. Yeah, I remember. See, you don't have. That's where the staycation hurts. Because the luxury of being a parent, what I remember is once the kid hits the car, they're out. Yeah. So if you plan it, like, yo, they're. Feed them, change them, put them in the back of the car, in the car seat. They're going to be asleep by the time we get to the restaurant. Yo, our table better be ready. Don't know 15 more minutes. No, we're on the clock. It's ready. Put it on the little high chair. He's knocked out. Cover it with another blanket. It's pitch black like a parakeet to keep the parakeet quiet. Boom. Knocked out. Order your food. Know what you want when you get there. There's no, hmm, I want, no, you get whatever you want. There's a bottle of wine. Y'all get that. You're chilling. Blah, blah. Drink, eat, second kid, like your daughter, iPad. When your food comes, you're cool. You can eat. We talking, done. By the time the check hits, the baby wakes up crying. You got to bounce. Yeah, so it's not fun. How about that? <laughs> None of that stuff is fun. All I've done since this, this child has been born is change diapers, try to help my wife, and I've finished This Is Us this week, which now is- But that doesn't sound fun either. This Is Us is incredible. This is us has now gone into one of my favorite TV shows of all time. Isn't it like one of the saddest shows like ever? Like, it's much like why I don't watch scary movies. I'm not entertained by just being sad and miserable watching something. Like, I can't watch eight seasons of something that just bums me it's, out. But it's not. No, it's not sad and miserable. It's about family. Like, it's. It's. I'm sorry. It's one of the. You watch? Did you watch Friday Night Lights? No, I couldn't get into it. I love oh the movie. Oh my god! I love Ugh. the movie. Oh, you're the worst TV watcher ever. Um, no, and I love football. I love football movies. Like, a football show. I gave up on All-American. My daughter just finished All the American fourth season sucks. of All-American. Friday Night Lights <laughs> is, like, so much better than All-American. Friday Night Lights is by... Friday Night Lights is like... A, yeah, it's a top 10 TV show of all time for me. All right. I'll watch it. I'll, I'll give it a true binge no matter what. Because my wife is watching Grey's Anatomy. I'm not watching that. No, fuck that. That no. shit got off the rails. That's but, like the sex in the city of medical yeah, TV shows. This Is Us yeah. is... It's just, like the season finale was like two weeks ago, so I finally watched like six episodes because my son was up at four. And I just sat with him for four hours and I just watched a bunch of episodes. Today I got to watch the season finale and I was like, "Yeah, I did it. It's one of the best shows I've ever seen." But sad, sad, happy. It's family, life, death. 
It's, it's. I mean, the show is so well done. It's incredible. It's what I that I believe. I I just I can't just sit in the crib bummed out. Like you're not. It's not. Let me think. Like dog, Game of Thrones was miserable at points. Yeah, but it was like Game of Thrones action and like killing and. Yeah, no, this and is weird us, shit. This like, there's not, dragons. Look, what makes this is like us, you can't be ups, like you can't be sad with dragons. Yeah, you can. Oh, that makes it cool. Nah, this there's no dragons. If this is us. I'm oh, sorry see, to report. Then that's that's why. But it's about family, and there's a lot of things in that show will make you think about your family. Does anyone get beheaded? I don't. Last thing I want to do is think of my family. If I'm watching TV, I'm watching it to not think about my family. Well, I I like. <laughs> I, again, Hence, I watch reality TV. I, I, I chill and I just marvel in the stupidity of reality TV, and I love every second. Did you watch Love in Huntsville? Uh, uh, no, Love and Marriage Huntsville. Still, no, the new season came out. Yeah, I'm still like way behind. I just oh, finished. Okay. I'm in like the second season, and I'm like, yeah, no, the third season came out. How do I gotta watch the third. How do y'all? How do y'all watch reality TV all the time and I get dumber? Const- I mean, that's a very good question. It's, it's one of those things where it's just like, now nah, I'm turning my brain off. Because our brains are turned on, like, all fucking day. So it's just like, no, I'm turning my brain off. I watched, and it was just like yesterday, I watched Seeking Sister Wife, which, Dre, you and, you and the wife, you're about to have some time. It's a staycation. TLC, it's only three seasons. Third season just came. You were saying all, only three seasons? I got three seasons worth of time to it's wait. quick. It ain't quick. Quick, watch Seeking Sister Wife. It is a beautiful train wreck. No, I'm good. How do y'all watch all this reality television? It's stupendous. It's, it's so like <laughs> shout out so to much, shout out to so AJ much, Reverse Rap Pack, dog. who me and him talk about reality TV Ugh. constantly. Gross. Like, how do y'all spend so much? There's so much good television to watch. So much. Is it as entertaining? This goes back to like our our hip hop conversation. It's like to Bimpa Butterfly. Yes, it's a great album. My argument's always been there's no replay value because when am I just going to sit around and want to listen to Pimp Butterfly? Like, I, I, I won't. If there's a good series, I'll watch it maybe twice. Like, you know, I've seen Sopranos twice. I've seen The Wire several times. Like, there's just some stuff that's really good. But I don't wake up every day and be like, yo, I need to watch The Wire. No, I wake up and I'd be like, okay, I got to work. I got time to kill. I'm put on Friends. Yeah, you like, like some turn, stuff is enjoyable. You like to turn your brain off. I like to turn my brain on. I like While you to, work, huh? It's no, not much. when I work. I don't. I can't watch anything when I work. I you only watch. watch yeah, I don't have to think. I can turn my brain off and watch WWE because it's terrible television. <laughs> but when when I like good TV, like I like to think. I don't like to turn my brain off. I like to watch things that you and your wife sit there though and like will deduce the plot or some shit. Yeah. And like, isn't that what you're supposed to do? Quite possibly, but y'all like think really deep into it. On some yes. like, oh, you're a real life lawyer. Like, how would this like? Yes, that's why. Like, we couldn't watch. Like, we watched How to Get Away with Murder for like two seasons. And yeah, we were, like these are the worst law students ever. I was thoroughly entertained by that show. That's a, it's a terrible show. Yeah, and Scandal for like the first three seasons had Scandal for both. Can Scandal for the first season and a half. And then they decided... Three seasons. She got kidnapped, got no, off of a plane, that, it, and no. that, that's when shit went off. The when they were fixing things, the show was great. Oh, yeah. I love case-based shows. Yes, but then after that, fuck that show. That show just got ridiculous. That show, Empire, I can't... Oh, no, I just I can't watched Lie to Me again. I was so psyched that I only got two seasons. Phenomenal. Or my, watch will, my wife will watch 
reality television. That's how I learned about Love and Marriage in Huntsville. And she was like, just watch this guy Martell. And I was like, oh, my God. Wait, did you watch the show that I told you to watch? No, Cole watched it. No. What's wrong? Yeah, I, I yeah. forgot, but I want to watch it. Please watch it. All right, give me the name of it again. I can't remember the name. It's so See? bad. I, I purged it from my memory. because Cole has it in our chat. The Miss Pat, Pat Show. Pat Show. Yeah. All right. I'm texting my wife the name right now. Oh, it's the on. Miss Pat Show. You guys got fire stick. Yeah, yeah. I was about listen, don't give away my game. Oh my god. <laughs> but yes, I have means to watch the Miss Pat so, Show. So Cole, what did what did you think of that first episode? Cole's mic went off. That's how bad it is. Boy, that went some places, didn't it? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it goes ever the tonal shifts of that show boggle my mind. You know how crazy this show has to be? Because no one on Twitter remotely hit us up and was like, yo, the Miss Pat show. No, no, it's not. No one's watched it. No. This, this is my wife's fault. She stumbled across it and was like, hey. And then she was like, I told you she kept telling me, you need to watch the show. And I was like, why? She was like, I can't tell you. You need to watch the show. I watched the show and I looked at her and I was like, you, what, why did you make me do this? I'm about to take this opening segment in a horrible direction. Yeah. And, you know, I got nothing but love for your wife. But she used to watch... The Tyler Perry Medea plays. Yes. Not like, all right. So she is well seasoned so, in the art of bad television. So wait, 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 movie, though. wait. The early Tyler Perry plays were actually good. You used to watch them as well? Yes. The early Tyler Perry plays as plays were actually good. If anyone wants to know if Dre is truly, truly Vegas out, this is proof. No. Now you bougie. Now you summer. That's how I know you, Vegas. I don't even know what that means. You watched the Tyler Perry plays. Yes. You probably went to Cashman Center and caught the live show. Absolutely not. No. I, I watched the plays when they, because my here's why. Uh-huh. My wife was at the hair salon. They were watching them. She was like, this is interesting. And this is before they were big. No, of course. When they, they were on bootleg like Yeah. So then I, I watched them and I was like, these, were, these aren't too bad. And then a couple more happened. And I, then the movies happened. And I was like, Oh, this motherfucker can't make a movie to save his life. No, shit got off the rails. Yeah, Tyler Perry, dog, Tyler Perry is a horrible, horrible filmmaker. He looks like he's like a great person. He's like Lisa Keys. Yeah. I'd pull up on Lisa Keys like, you are such a sweet woman. Please don't sing it ever again. Just yeah, stop singing. like you're a delight. But yeah, Tyler Perry is like, you are such a great human being. You are an amazing person. Don't make any more movies for the rest of your life. Please stop. <laughs> this is horrible. Stop putting your name on them. Terrible. But yeah, I saw the plays. But that's where his strength was. His strength was improv and doing plays. Making movies? Mm-mm. No, sir, Tyler Perry. Mm-mm. Doesn't make me bougie. Support, well, now you're bougie. I support, I've been bougie. That, that, that grounds you a little bit. That makes you more relatable to people. What, because I watch Tyler Perry? Yeah, yeah, Because literally, that's like the grand introduction to horrible... Like, this, the jump from Tyler Perry, the plays, which weren't my thing, but I understand, right? Like, yeah. people liked the characters, and then it tied in stuff about, like, their family and the jokes and blah, 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 and then went straight into reality television. It's just... It's, like, it was like a gateway to what more wild shit can I see? And then they're like, oh, well, reality TV. Yo. And then that was it. Everyone... You're not going to catch someone who watched those plays that don't watch, like... uh Real Housewives of Atlanta, or that don't watch like everything on the Wii Network right now, like put a ring on it. But like, it's such a smooth transition from those plays 
of like a caricature of a black family to, oh, there's real fucked up black families. I got to watch this too. Yeah, no, that's true. I like my my wife's grandmother came over. So we were like trying to find something to watch. Whenever the family comes over, like just throw on Tyler Perry. Because old people are going to laugh and we don't have to pay attention to it. Old people love movies. They, oh, and this latest one on Netflix, I was like, <laughs> there's a new one? Yeah, my wife was like, there's a new one on Netflix. And I looked and I was like, oh no. And we turned it on and I was like doing some other shit. We did, like we ordered Chinese food and every, like everybody on my wife's side of the family talks through everything. That's, oh, okay. They're those people. <laughs> like, I can't, like, if, if I, I don't mind those people, do they then ask you yes. what they miss? Look, look, look. That's when I get like, oh, my mom's <laughs> like, look, uh, what is that movie? Uh, it was Samuel Jackson was in it. It's, there's Fire 1408, I think it was called. Sure. All right. <laughs> so we took my mother in law to see this years ago. She fell asleep before the movie started, woke up when the credits rolled, and had the nerve to say that movie was stupid. <laughs> Yo, I was like, what do you mean? Like, you didn't see. I knew what was going to happen the whole time. I was like, you were snoring before the opening credits ended. And she literally woke up at the end of the movie, sat up, looked at us. was like, that movie was so stupid. I knew it was going to happen the whole time. <laughs> you can't be serious. Yo, her side of the family is like, like if, if you know my wife, like, yeah, she's an attorney. She's, she's bougie. Like, she puts me to shame when it comes to that stuff. Y'all, y'all are perfectly met. Then you meet the family and you're like, how does she come from that? Because, yeah, the whole family talks through everything. They talk, 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 and then they talk shit about what they're watching. And I'm like, you missed everything that you're watching. So I never watch anything that I want to watch with them. Never. It's amazing because y'all, like, made each other bougie. Not like y'all come from bougie. Y'all bougied each other up. She grew up on the west side. I grew up in Crack Alley. Yeah, it's like y'all went arm in arm and skipped down the bougie brick road. And then it was nothing but brunch and, and pedicures. And, yes, and, and wine. And, and wine and other month clubs. One of, the, one of the finer things in life. <laughs> we still have families. <laughs> my, dad, my dad texted me the other day, was like, hey, son. Yes, Pop? How do we open a bank on Black Wall Street? I'm like, what the, f- what are you talking about? How do you open a bank on Black, Black Wall, Wall Street? And I was like, first of all, are you trying to exploit black people? Like, what are you doing? <laughs> Bad interest rates and payday loans? Like, but I don't know the answer to this. Why do you ask me stuff like this? Sounds like something you would know. No, but I, but <laughs> that's, I feel like it's up to you. That's the stuff. Like, when I worked at BET, my mother-in-law went out there. We went to a bar in, uh, where were we? Can't remember. Somewhere in Jersey. Oh, I was about to say next to Jersey. Yeah, but. My mother-in-law came with us to a bar, and I went to go get something. And there's a dude sitting next to my mother-in-law. And my mother-in-law is this person. My son-in-law works for BET. And I was like, I, <laughs> I walked back in. Oh, yeah, I got my demo tape. I'm like, motherfucker. Like, stop doing that. Like, stop. Stop it. Stop. That's what my family does to me now. My son is famous. No, I'm not. I'm not even close. My family constantly. Like, like, this is so like, annoying. Everyone's like, oh, I'll leave the room for three seconds. Or we'll walk in. So, oh, yeah. And, oh, you work for ESPN or blah, blah. And it's just like, thankfully, my wife will mention it, like, in passing if she has to. But, like, she really doesn't. But my mom, my dad, quick, fast. I'm just like, but I'm, I haven't been to barbershop in a while. Nobody is out of me in the barbershop, which is great. 
because that's the worst thing. I never tell anyone I cover sports in a barbershop. I'll be there for five hours. Yeah. And it's the worst. So I don't do that. My dentist's office is annoying because my insurance says Disney. I was like, hey, have you gone to Disney lately? Oh, you still free tickets, huh? Oh, you get it? Like, yes. Yes, I do. I'm not giving my dental hygienist free tickets to Disney. Like, we cool? We ain't that cool. You're fixing my grill. That does not entitle you to Disney tickets. But that goes to say, I still ain't bougie. I embrace the ratchet television. I, listen, I, I follow the dances the kids have. Occasionally, I listen to Coyle Ray. I listen to, like, bad music. I, it keeps me grounded, Dre. Y'all are bougie. Except for your wife, who does enjoy, like, occasionally. Yeah. Like, ratchet TV. We got to get this show. What? Love and Journalism Las nah, Vegas. Nah, you don't want that. You don't want that show. Come on. You guys are perfect for Absolutely it. not. I will not. Listen, here's what will happen. Here's what happens. Love and journalism, Las Vegas. Yes. Because right? yes. this is what happens. Don't steal the idea. I don't care. Steal it. I don't, don't care. Don't I'm not steal doing anything. It. He, he will, the he show will talk to me. will do the show, right? And he'll yeah. be like, God damn, you guys are boring. He'll meet my mother-in-law, and then she'll fucking become the star of the show. Perfect. No, not She's like perfect. Mama D. No, because what happens is those people become the worst people in the world because they don't know how to deal with, like, stardom and celebrity. And they'll be, dude. Like Jim Jones' mom on the first season of Love and Hip They become the stars. Yeah. No, I don't want that. And they'll be the ones that tear your marriage apart. No. That's a fine. Nope. Nope. I promise you. This is what, these are what these shows do. Again, Love and Marriage Huntsville. Who's the star of that show now? Wanda. Yeah. And what does Wanda do? Try to destroy the marriage with, with Marceau. Yeah. By saying, you got 20 women's? You know how embarrassing that is? If my mother, who would never be on the show, if my mother showed up, <laughs> And Your mom is so cool, though. I, She'd be I a know. great character on the show. No, she wouldn't. My mom's lame. But <laughs> <laughs> she is. My yeah. mom's boring. She but bored. She was very nice to talk to. But, like, Miss <laughs> Wanda used the word women's, W-O-M-E-N-Z, <laughs> right? And, and Tisha and Marceau are, like, they're, they're wealthy and well-to-do. But people gravitate towards the ignorance. I don't want to put anybody in either of our families on one of these shows. Damn, no, half family. my family's from Harlem. If we're on a reality show, everybody acting up. You were at my wedding. You see my cousin L. Everybody I'm, I'm going good, crazy. Man. I'm good. I don't need y'all in my life like that. Nope. Come on, Dre. I feel like we Never. can do it. You're a linchpin of the series. No, I'm not doing. You it. and your wife could be no. uh, the well-to-do family. It's a lawyer. You could be like no, uh, the Huxtables. We will be the bad guy life. immediately. We'll be the heels on the show. One hundred percent. No. Be yes. No. No way. You. I promise. I'm you. definitely the heel of the show. No, you're not. Hot takes will be flying. I'd be doing wild And that's shit. what people are going to like. They're like, yay, Kel. Oh, here comes that, that jerk Andre. It's a, ruining everything. And here comes this boozy wife. I mean, you are a tad bit pessimistic. I, I don't pessimist. know if that comes across well on it will, television. It won't. <laughs> and then the magic of editing, I will be the bad guy. My wife will be the bad guy. Like, oh, your wife is great. Has no two kids. We'll, they'll we'll, paint you as a workaholic. We will be the heels. I promise <laughs> you. I've watched enough reality TV to know you got to create a narrative somewhere. We don't like the spotlight. Your we wife. don't like any of that shit. Me and my wife. We, there's a lot of kids dynamic there, too. So, like, we're family men. There's uh, Big Mac and Faith. So we have Big Mac, wife. Um, oh, we got to get... Uh, yeah, Kevin Ioli's in town. No, hell no. Ioli could be on the show. Hell, no. We're going through journalists. Let's, like, um, Okamoto's in town. Dude. We do Brett. 
That's four these, right these, there. All right, we got four families. I think you got this. I think you got this completely fucked up. Actually, these, what he's doing. These shows are not made to make anybody happy. They're made to create misery. No, they just put a lens on our. No, 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 they don't. They're created to tear people apart. Love it again. Love and marriage. They could follow us. No. We have a show together. Love, Natural chemistry. Love and marriage Huntsville was originally a show about families building houses. Yep. Real estate, and yes. they all had different. And as soon as they found out Martel was a cheater, and had that side <laughs> piece that he called a peasant and coleslaw, yeah, the whole show changed. No it's one a, told him to have a side piece. He should, but that's what they do. They uncover dirt. <laughs> that's that's also that's true. that's a whole job of reality TV. Listen, sir, it, I, I tell my life on this podcast, so y'all ain't finding nothing. Right. I mean, you, y'all don't already know. You think no illegitimate children? Um, I'm not that Puerto Rican. Like we we we're good. Like I got no, I got no. Uh, no, Why would no you want to do a reality TV show? Trey, why not? What else are we doing? I'm working. You got a million and one jobs. Just Thank let a camera follow you. No. I don't want that. One, I don't want to be a celebrity. I don't want to be remotely close to that life. I'm private. I don't want to be bothered. Sure. Two, again, I don't want to be people prying into my life. <laughs> no one's prying. It's just the producer, a, a light guy. Dog. We'll send Brian. Brian, if we get the show, you're high. Brian will follow you around. Brian won't pry at all. That He won't have to pry. That's what a producer's job is to pry. I worked at BET. When we did, We're hiring you as the producer. We did, <laughs> we did the Keisha Cole show at BET. And there's, I, I'll talk about it now. There was, remember, I don't know if anybody remembers. The Keisha Cole show went on hiatus, right? The, the reason why is because Keisha disappeared. Because Frankie became the star of the show. And Keisha oh, was like, Frankie. Yeah. And Keisha didn't want that to be the narrative. But when you signed to do reality TV, you, there is nothing that they can't, that you can hide. And once somebody, and Frankie liked the cameras, and then she did it. So when they started to do the next season, Keisha was like, she, Keisha would say she would be places, wouldn't show up. The camera crew <laughs> would go there, and she wouldn't show up. So th- the reason the show halted production is because she didn't want to be bothered with that shit. Because all it did was Frankie and Keisha's sister became like the stars of that show. And she didn't want to do that. Like, I don't want. So she wanted to be the star of the show? No, she didn't want it. She didn't want her family. The underbelly of her, her family became the star of the show. Keisha, you know, Keisha was a woman who came from humble upbringings, and she made it. But once yeah. you make it, you still have the family that didn't make it. All and time. once you give them a little bit of money, the, the first thing they're going to do is, well, for most fans, they're going to tear you down. And they're going to say, ah, he ain't shit. That. They, they create environments for you to shit on other people. I will never do reality <laughs> television. Why, I don't know why you want to do it. Well, I, think, I watch I a lot you, of reality TV. I think TV. you privately want that, that spotlight. I mean, I wouldn't turn it down. Like, I'm not, course, like, bloodthirsty over it. Of course you would. But I would do reality TV, like, if for any reason, like, Disney let me and it's, like, in my contract, I'd do reality TV. But I would like to do, like, Real World Challenge or something. Like, let's get it. Like, I want to go on there. I want to be on and the And is challenge. Real World Challenge really about Real World, like, the challenges? Or is it about the personalities? No, personalities, the manipulation. I, I need to do all that. All that. I'll do like the circle. Um, any anyone else type of nope. like conniving, backstabbing shows. I don't know what Big Brother does, but I, I think that's still going. I'd be on Big Brother. Yeah, Misha Page is on Big Brother. She just won? Yeah. I definitely go on Big Brother. Yeah, I got this. No, thank you. No, but I'd rather just like a, a reality show that follows us around. Mm-hmm. We got a show. This is easy. No, I don't even want people following me around. I hardly, I don't like when my daughter follows me around the house. Why do I want people, there's a bunch of strangers in my house with cameras telling me what to do? Uh, we shoot yeah, that shit when you're eating house, breakfast. Playroom. 
No, but then hey, can you can you make breakfast again? Because we need to catch. No, I don't want any of that shit. I've I've dealt with reality television. I'm good. <laughs> no, thank you. BT, if you're listening, please cut the check. Hell so, no. <laughs> and and of all the places that I wouldn't do it for, BT, fuck that. Like, I work there. I don't, nope. I don't we can no legit part. find five black and or black adjacent journalists. You in can. Vegas. I'm not like, doing this. Shake I'm, works for hip hop. So, like, Shake. No. Like, no. I, DX, like, that's no. close enough. Look, I'm cock blocking. No, Shake ain't even doing this. I won't let him. Shake me. No. You. No. Big no. Mac. Big Mac has like a vinyl Why collection. Why do you want to do this? No. Like, we're. <laughs> There's other black journalists no. around. Hey, Brian. No. Shout out to my, our boy Brian. Who's that? This man don't take got, no for an answer. Tell Br- Dansby wants to be. I'm, call, I'm texting Brian right now. Yo, you, Tell him Brian I got a pilot. You want to walk red carpets <laughs> and shit like that. I don't want I no got, part I of hate life. red carpets. Yeah, okay. No, I hate red carpets. All right. Until you walk them. I mean, I would. See? We just, we just had this argument about me watching panels versus me being armed panels. Exactly. I would walk a red carpet. See? You know what that would mean? I'd have to buy a suit. And shoes. That's no, that's a reality show. So yeah, that's look at that. It forced me fix me up to get a jacket. That'd be fix me up. You you be the extreme makeover shows. <laughs> you keep coming, trying to show up with some DCs and shit. We got to slap them out of your hand. <laughs> that's good television. Oh my god. Well, we can put that on the script of one of the episodes of Loving Journalism, Journalism, Las Vegas. I'll, I'll produce that shit, make money off y'all. I ain't doing. You can exa- you can be like Shawnee O'Neal. No, you she's on the producer? show. I'm not. No, I'm not doing no, you got to be on the show too. No. No, thank you. After our heroes rock blows up, you get like a, a production. Oh, that, and I'll never do it. And they give you like a, a budget. No, I'll never do it. Yeah, I got better things to do. Positive black influence on reality no, television. What what black what reality show has ever been positive? There's been positive people. No, no, no. What reality show has ever been positive? The whole thing. Yeah. No, we need some drama. No, no, no. You don't got to be the drama. No, what reality show is overwhelmingly positive? I don't got enough time to rack my brain. There ain't one. That's the um, point. Loving basketball, loving hip-hop. There ain't no love on none of these shows. Nah, there's like... Uh, um, housewives. People lose weight on this shit all the time. What? I like said overwhelmingly... Like pound life or something. Like people, that's And positive. they're miserable. All these shows are about misery. They're trying to make them not be no, miserable. No, no. I'm not... No, man. No. You can have it. <laughs> I feel like we'll be... All right, like... Papoose and Remy Ma are very positive. But the rest of the show is very negative. That's true, but Thank I'm not you. talking about the rest of the show. I'm just talking about how and, you're portrayed. And, and the more positive you are, the less camera time you get. Hmm. But she's successful, so they got to put the camera. No, they don't. Like she like tours with Fat Joe. She's the only one that has a real rap career. Who cares? The biggest stars that never have rap careers. That's what I'm saying. You bring the balance to the show. We'll talk, I, you, in, we'll talk you into it. Don't worry okay. about it. Uh, if you guys vote thumbs up, Loving journalism. Let me know. We'll talk to old man into it. We'll get it going. Uh, it'll be hating journalism. Hate your ass. Pull me into this dumb conversation. <laughs> Gotta love it. Let's hit the break. Because, again, we came here to talk MMA. We'll talk MMA right after this. And then we have a guest to wrap up the show from the UFC. So don't go anywhere. Be right back after this break. All right, everybody, we are back. It's time to talk MMA. It's what we came to talk about. We have UFC 275 
to recap here. Sneaky good card there. Sneaky good. You called Very it. Very good. Uh, pay-per-view of the year. Yes. Yeah. May or may not be a good thing. That's pay-per-view of the year it so far. And then we have to preview uh, Calvin Cater versus Josh Emmett as well before we get out of here. Joaquin Buckley, who's on that card, is going to be our guest to close out the show. Can't wait for that. One of the best highlights, UFC history. Got to ask him about that and some more stuff. So that's going to be fun to close out the show. Make sure you guys listen to that. Don't go anywhere. Dre, UFC 275. We're starting here. Pretty much all about the main card. Yes. Excitement, top to bottom. Yes. Not a big name on this card. No, doesn't matter. I think, I think a star was born. We'll see who that is then. Because it's... You know who it is. It's Yuri Pahashi. So we'll talk about that. Not, okay. I'll, expl- I'll explain my position on this shortly. But And I like you. I'll explain. Man's a, a ninja. <laughs> like, yeah. So he, he lives by the way of the samurai. Yep. So still, Brian, you're here. We mentioned this last week. We were recording at home last week. Got to run it by you. Can you please get the Yuri top ponytail just in the back? Like, is this, is this an option? Like, this is something we could do. You're halfway there. We just got to shave the front. And then, and then we're good. We're good to <laughs> we got it. We got to do it. You you have time, Brian. It's just for Halloween. We're giving everyone characters. If you can do it for Halloween, it'd be greatly appreciated. And we'll get you a kimono. <laughs> we're we're going to work on this. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> the tears of degree coming in handy. We're going to make this work. Everybody's going to have a character for Halloween. We have now officially made Brian Yuri for Halloween. Get you a little uh, UFC title. And maybe you keep the front. But we definitely need the top ponytail. Even if you keep the front. We need the top. And the kimono. And we'll make it happen. Dre, let's start from the bottom of the card first, though. Uh, Madalena knocking out. Imev. Star is born. Uh, Jack Della Madalena is an Aussie fighter who has a very strong following, as we saw. It's the reason why he opened up the card. Uh, found himself in a bit of trouble in the first minute. Got up off the canvas and put some things on him. So, I mean, you look at the welterweight division as it is. They need new blood. And uh, Jack Della Madalena is uh, that guy. Yeah, like, these Aussies are n- nuts right now. Yeah. Aussies catching fire all over the UFC. Damn near all sports. Um, Cambosis is cool. <laughs> but he, got watched. Yeah, he did, he did get watched. But it's been a good year for the Aussies. Made a lot of money. So what? Yeah. So, I mean, Jack, good performance. Way to kick off the card. All right. So now we're rolling into it. Friend of the podcast, Andre Falio versus Jake Matthews. The luck ran out. Andre fought like four times in six weeks. Yeah. I mean, look, nobody expected Jake Matthews to go out there and throw hands like he did. Um, Fialio was... He, I think he was just as surprised as everybody else was. This man was throwing yep. hands. He thought Jake was going to wrestle him. That ain't happened. Jake had the performance of his life. So then you had, so now you have two fights, two knockouts. And that's when I was like, all right, it's going to be a good card. Because the top three fights, at, they all didn't go ex- how we expected them to go, but they were all full of excitement. Oh, hands down. And listen, Jake came into the UFC with some pretty good buzz. Yeah. Had a, a hurdle here and there, but... He tends to get streaky and pull off these winning streaks. So this could be a, a good start to a winning streak for him. But yeah, great finish there. Then we roll into 
the three major fights of the night where we start off with Wei Li Zhang and Joanna and Jacek. And this is, again, I think I picked Wei Li. You did. I picked Joanna. Yep. This is what I saw. I don't know how much Joanna wants to fight anymore. I don't um, think that's it. I don't even think- if she does want to fight. Let me just say, I don't know if she has that same thing. Maybe due to the type of fight she had been in, it took something out of her. And I was just like, not that you can't have fun on Instagram, not that you can't have a social presence and be a great fighter. It's just she was doing a lot of it. And Joanna before was gym, 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 fight, 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 technique, technique, technique. And she found a life. And... That's great for Joanna the person. I just didn't know how good that was for Joanna, the world championships caliber fighter. And I think we saw that. Wei Li Zhang, spinning back fist knockout. First woman in UFC history to land one. I think it's one of like eight ever in the UFC. Yep. Um, first woman to land a spinning back fist KO. And when you talking about a face plan, Joanna was down and out. Yep. And gave her no speech, left the gloves in the octagon. Very emotional. Apologize to Dana. She don't got to apologize to no one. Hell of a career. Yeah. And I think she could beat a lot of women in that division. She doesn't want to fight anymore. That's cool. No, I mean, there's no... Look, Joanna, I, I don't think it has anything to do with Instagram. I think she's only lost to three people. Valentina Shevchenko, who everybody loses to. Rose Namajunas, who when Rose is on, nobody can beat her. Yep. And now Willie Zhang twice. If she's not going to be the champion, there's no reason for her to fight anymore. That's the key, yeah. And getting knocked out by Zhang, it, like... I don't, there was nothing, Joanna fought a different Zhang in this fight because Zhang decided to use her wrestling. That changed everything. She spent much of this camp with uh, Henry Cejudo. Yes, and she kept repeatedly put Joanna on her back. She was slamming elbows into her. The spinning back fist was just kind of a byproduct of everything else that happened. I just, you know who I really feel bad for? Carla Esparza. Oh, you don't want to fight that. To be fair, I would have felt bad for her against bad. anyone. Yeah, no, she, I think she's going to be food. Listen, I... Cookie Monster, I just have to say that I think you're a great fighter. You about to get fucked up. Because Whaley Zhang is, that, like, you, come on. Whaley Zhang ran over Jessica Andrade. Yep. Carla Sparza is, the cookie's going to get crumbled. And Carla's best thing is her wrestling. Whaley now has a, a semblance of a ground game. Yeah, this, this She has rough. the confidence in her ground game. Yep. Oh, if you, can't, if you can't get the best of her there, then. No, you're done. You're cooked. And, and, you know, Carla's like, I'm not going to fight on her timeline. I'm going to fight on mine. I'm like, yeah, okay. I you know, hold that belt for as long as I you can. I know what that means. It's like, hmm, do I need surgery? <laughs> get, get some time get off? Get a sponsorship. I'm going to hug this belt as long as I can. Man, we're doing something. <laughs> something. Enjoy that time as champion again. I mean, she knows what it was like to be champ and then to not be champ. Yeah, it's about to happen again. Yeah, enjoy that while you can. Co-main event, uh, Valentina Shevchenko versus Talia Santos. The toughest fight outside of Nunez we've seen Shevchenko have. Yep. It's that toaster credit fought Shevchenko a lot like Nunez <laughs> in those fights. Yeah, but I think it's very, like a lot of people, I know Ishe Smith was on my timeline saying that Talia Santos got robbed. I was like, no, she didn't. She lost. Yeah, no. Uh, round three, two, when Talia put her down and and Shevchenko was just working her over from her back. Yep. Attempted the go-go plot. I was like, there's no way you can give Santos that round. I'm not. Takedowns are one thing, but if you're getting beat up on, in top position, I can't give you the round. Uh, Shevchenko won that fight. Here's the thing. 
Kelly Santos now is a fractured orbital. She's going to be out for a while. People are going to want a rematch. Sure. If they have a rematch, Valentina's going to dust her up. Oh, she is running through her. Because she's not going to fight the same fight. Now she knows. Talia Santos is very strong. Yep. A great takedown. You can't play that game. What Valentina tried to do is what John Jones used to do to a lot of fighters. Beat them at their own game. Exactly. And she learned the hard way. It was like, ah, shit, this woman is strong. But in the striking, there's, there's no match. Valentina's going to carve her up in the rematch yep. if it happens. But Talia Santos, more power to you. you. You've just gone up in the rankings because of this. People want to see you fight again. Even if she doesn't fight Valentina, her stock went up. But people are weird and be like, oh, Valentina's vulnerable. It's like, all right, you play those games that. if you want to. You take that. Play stupid games, get stupid prizes. And uh, yeah, like you said, Santos will be out for a quick second. Yeah. So it's all right. Get the surgery. Wait it out. Maybe if Valentina defends her belt one more time, she's obviously cleaned out the division. Oh, there's nobody for her to fight. So with. you are going to get that rematch probably without even having to take another belt. So, so, so this is where it's at. Misha Tate fights Lauren Murphy. And a lot of people are like, if Tate wins, maybe she should fight some singles. Like, why do you want to kill Misha Tate? Misha wants it. Of course she wants it. She's going to get dragged. Oh, yeah. But if you're Valentina Shevchenko, listen, you want a narrow fight. Dana says you can do whatever you want. You're going to be watching the Juliana Pena Amanda Nunes fight very closely. Because I don't know if Shevchenko wants to be a two-division champion, if she wants to vacate this division now. But now she's got unfinished business. If there's one thing we know about Valentina... She don't like leaving food on her plate. Nah. She'll come back for that fight. It's just, do you go get the women's bantamweight title in the interim? I say, probably. If Juliana Pena wins, oh, Valentina's going to fuck her up. I don't know who's going to get fucked up worse. Juliana Pena against Valentina if she beats Nunez, or Carla against Whaley Zhang. Who's going to get beat up worse? Carla. Because Carla won it by boredom. At least Juliana won it, like, by skill. Right? Like, she went in there and took the title from Nunez. You say Nunez injured and not feeling good coming in fight, whatever. She took that title. Carla just kind of won it because Rose didn't feel like doing nothing. Wei Lee is not going to give her that benefit. The the only reason why I would say Shevchenko beat up Juliana Pena worse is because Juliana don't know how to shut up. And she'll run into that mouth talking shit. Oh. And, like, if she beats Nunez, more power to Juliana. She deserves to talk her shit. Damn right. But know what you're dealing with. Because Shevchenko already beat you. She armbarred you the last time you fought, made it look easy in the second round. You fight again, you might be out of here. But I think both of them get their ass whooped. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Definitely. Uh, I'm not sure if Pena is going to win this rematch. So we I might not so. even. I don't think so. But in the event that she does. Because who yeah. knows? Nunez losing that fight made me question how much she still wants to fight. Again, that's very possible. You know, it's like you got a kid. Dana White says you're a multimillionaire. I don't know what that means. But you, that, that's a fight you had no business losing. Yep. Like, you got Buster Douglas in that fight. Like, nobody picked Juliana Payne. Like, three people. And they were just being funny. <laughs> <laughs> and nobody picked her, and, and then she wins. So, I don't think, like, if you lose again, you might as well call it a kid. Yeah. I mean, there's nothing else, like, that you can, what, go up to 145 and just make a home there? There's nothing to do. There's not, make a home in what? There's not even a ranking. You can just say you're a champion and collect whatever your champion's pay is. Right? Because it gives you a light to at least collect checks. You can only have so much time making money in this sport. So it's not like you're not going to have a champion's check if you move up because you still got a belt. So fight Holly Holm again. I don't, I don't know what to say. And then we have main event Glover Teixeira versus Yuri. That was this close to being a wrap. But I told Listen, you. Man, Prochaska magic. 
I told you. I, I told you it wasn't going to be a wreckage. I told you it wasn't going to be a round and a half. Glover's going to be too, a round and a half. Glover's too good for that shit. Damn. Glover. I would like to say it could have been 2-2 going into the final round. Not Glover winning that fight. But it could have been 2-2. A lot of people and Glover had Glover was winning the final one. Yeah, and Glover was winning the final round, too. Yes, he was. He had uh, top control. He was looking for submissions. Glover made two very critical mistakes. That fifth round when he landed that combination and Yuri was dead to rights and he yep. went for a guillotine, it's like that was Brazilian jiu-jitsu instinct. That's all that was. But then, and I can't necessarily blame it as like a brain fart, but he was so tired that I don't even know if he held Yuri down for that final minute. But it, <laughs> he had maintained top control so well in that fight. Credit to Yuri for two things that I didn't expect. One, his ability to get up. Yep. I didn't see that coming. Two, they took some hellacious shots. Oh, crazy. And... At that final minute when, you're, when Glover got the takedown, in my head I was like, just hold him there. <laughs> Don't try anything. Don't do anything. Just hold him Coast. there. And he couldn't do it. And Yuri submits him. You know, it's the first time Glover's ever been submitted? Yep. Saw that stat. Banana. Like, that was, all right, this was the greatest light heavyweight fight in UFC history. It's better than Jones does. That's how it ended. Fuck. No. Yes. I mean. John, undefeated record, running through everyone. I don't care. Talk about the fight. Down 2-0. Having to sweep the last three. That's cool. Ugh. Is there anything more dramatic than a man who's down three rounds to one and gets a finish? Submits a man who's never been submitted in the last minute of a fight? Pretty damn good. Yuri's never won by submission. He submitted Glover Teixeira in the last minute and of a championship never been fight. Submitted. It's the greatest light heavyweight fight I've ever seen in UFC. It's, it's by far, to me, not by far. I thought Jones and Gustin was great, but the thing that made Jones and Gustin great is because we knew how good John was. Yeah. And we were all stunned that he was down 2 nothing. He had to dig deep and come back. But Glover and, Tish, and, uh, and Yuri both were in positions to be knocked out at <laughs> many <laughs> points in this fight. Several times. Like Glover went for an arm triangle. Glover landed the left hand. Yuri pieced him up. The body shot in the fourth You're round. You hit him with a flying knee. Right. And Glover the ate These guys were bleeding all over the place. There were so many times that this fight could have ended, and it didn't. And then Yuri pulls out the victory. It un- there was like 40 seconds like, left in the fight. Yeah. Like, I, I get it. People be like, Reese bias. No, I went back and watched Jones and Gustin. I was like, yeah, no, that's a hell of a fight. This fight, if that fight's in the Hall of Fame, this fight's in the Hall of Fame. This was a better fight. Glover's so damn good for that age. I guess father time is chilling. He on vacay. Like, yeah, dude, he ain't even messing with Glover's a bad man. He ain't messing with Glover yet. I look, man. But I'll say this: the right man won, and here's why I say this: Yuri Prochaska is the best case scenario for the UFC right now. Yep. And there's a couple of reasons. One, he's got the man bun, he's got <laughs> the samurai style, like the big parade in the Czech Republic. All those things are great. But here's the key: Yuri's only had three UFC fights. That whole division is, can come after him. He could yeah. fight Anthony Smith. He could fight Magomed Akhmadiev. Uh, no, uh, he could fight. Uh, well, yeah, he could fight him. Oh, what's his face? Alexander Ratchis, who's still hurt. Jan Blakovich. Yep. Um, he already beat Dominic Reyes. But the division is wide open, and there's nothing but challengers to turn that man into a star. Paulo Costa moved up, and if he does, he'd be in the wood chipper too. <laughs> but the thing is, uh, Ankalaev. I said. Uh, Uncle, Oddly of uh, Michael McAnkaliah, who would be a hell of a fight for him. But you have Yuri here in this fighting style, this ultra violent, right? 
He fought Glover and got pushed to his limit and won. Now I think everybody that watched the fight wants to see him fight again. Yeah. He still has style bender a little. He's I don't know if style, style bender wants that smoke. Not at that side. Yo, Gary looked huge in that He's fight. Enormous. He looked huge. So yo, his back. Like, <laughs> it was huge. I think even Glover was like, shit. Yeah, he's on some anime type shit. Like, he takes the, the Komodo off, and his back is just like... Like, I think like, this dude could, is a potential star because you can keep throwing him out there with fighters. And if you look at the light heavyweight division, I mean, truth be told, he can knock every one of them out. If you finish Glover Teixeira by submission, you can beat anybody in that division. Yeah. That guy is a star. And the UFC should be... Like, if Glover won, the reality is Glover's got like two fights left. Yeah. He's 42, right? Not much. And he's already fought everybody in that division. Uncle Live is like the only guy left. Mm-hmm. And Rackets, but he's still hurt. But with Yuri, like, dog, you can, there's so many matches. And they're all violent. Yeah. Like Anthony Smith said on the MMA hour, this is their, their worst fight. All right. Sure. You go fight Yuri Pahashka and see what happens. Or they're both just that good. That, and that's what I think. I think they were both that good. And again, I think we learned. They both did get called in. Yeah, if, if Yuri wins that fight in like a round or two, that's cool and it's like a big deal. But the fact that he had to dig deep and now people are going to keep talking about this fight, that's a star. He just had to brush up on his English a little bit. He could do some cool samurai shit for a commercial. And he has good. good enough English. Yeah, he can he get has by. like the triple G, like really cool foreign English. Like, yeah. like big drama show like style English. But that, I think that guy is, is primed to be a star in a, like if you look at Adesanya's cleared out middleweight, Heavyweight, we don't know what the fuck's going on. Welterweight. It's not even an announcement. Like No, nothing. Tomorrow's pretty much handled. If he beats Leon Edwards, he's kind of done with welterweight. And it was weird. Ali went on Twitter today and said, I think tomorrow he could, could be, be your, either like, one. Like, Ali, shut the fuck up. Like, just. Tomorrow's really fucking good. He is, but, but relax. That's okay? a big jump. You're talking about, you just said this man could be Canelo. I'll never listen to anything you say. But 30 pound jump is. Yeah. Dog, you jumping up two weight classes to fight that man? I don't know about that. And you don't... And, the, and the, the foolish thing would be is that Ali and probably Kamaru think they can strike with Yuri. Yeah, oh, exactly. no. <laughs> no. No, no. But, but... Against Glover, maybe you could try some wrestling shit, but... No. Nah. So it's Kam- still a big man. Kamaru has welterweight essentially cleaned out if he beats Leon. Now you go to lightweight. There's Charles Oliveira. He's kind of beat everybody, too. Yeah, but, I mean, Connor could still give Usman more money and less of yeah, I mean, but Connor, Connor's always looming. But I'm talking about in terms of contenders, fresh matchups. Yeah. Yuri's got this locked up. He's the one guy, and I think he can finish guys fast enough that you can keep finding other opponents for him. Oh, yeah. But so I think a star was born. Um, I thought Glover's going to win. I don't know what Glover does after this. I think one more and goes home. Like, I, he probably would want a rematch. I mean, this fight is worthy of a rematch. Sure. I think he would have to win a fight, though. I don't think the UFC is going to rush to put those two back. Well, if you, if you tell them, like, oh, I got one more, just let me have my rematch. They might do However that. it works out, it works out. Like, they might do that. But, yeah. You're a star Legacy with act. You. Yeah. You, sure. So, so that's what I mean. Like, this card, is, it wasn't like the big blockbuster UFC card with a big name, but I think a star was born. Because that fight. And that would be one hell of a co-main. Yeah, you could put it. I mean, you put it in, like, New York. Yeah. Like a co Blows the roof off. Yep. So, yeah, yeah. No, I think this, yeah, I'm not mad at that. Run it back. I, I wouldn't be upset at that at all. Um, let's run through and just make a couple predictions for this weekend. We'll start with Joaquin Buckley uh, versus Durev. So we'll get on your back, Joaquin. Yeah, 
Don't get, don't get taken down. Give me Joaquin because he's our guest. And we need a streak to continue. <laughs> yeah, we're not biased. Not no. Uh, Tim Means versus Kevin Holland. Kevin That's Holland. actually a really good fight. Very good fight. Uh, but I'll, I'll take Holland uh, because the man, I mean, he's Superman, right? Like, you know, he'll probably win this fight, go save a cat from a burning tree Help or some shit. Yeah, he's crazy. Big Mouth is nuts. But give me Holland, but I think him and Tim Means, if they, if they both agree to strike, it's going to be a hell of a fight. Uh, Texas, Texas matchup in Texas, in yeah. Austin. Cowboy Cerrone, Joe Lozon. Loser leaves town. Yep. Oh. This was supposed to happen a couple weeks ago. Cowboy couldn't Sick. fight. He had like a virus or something after weight cutting. This is back. Cowboy, if it is his last fight, going out in Texas, perfect scenario. Um, and the Austin crowd's going to love it when that intro hits. It's going to yeah. be crazy when he does his walkout. So I say all that to say, give me Cowboy Cerrone to ride one more time. I'm taking that, too. And the, re- the reason why, to me, though, is I think Lozon not being able to fight that night hurt him. Mm. Like, you went through a whole training camp. You put your body through so much. And then, like, the day before, you're like, I'm not fighting him. Now you got to fight him. You got to go through the training camp. You got to build yourself up again. If anybody's going to be hyped for this fight, it's going to be Donald Cerrone. Yep. Be like, he's going to have danger there. His kid's name is Danger. I can never get over that. Danger Cerrone is a pretty cool fucking name. Yeah, it wouldn't be my kid's name. Because <laughs> that's just... Begging for trouble. It's like reminds me of Austin Powers. It was like danger powers. And then he's just like, Danger's my middle name. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> having danger is your first name and having your school call you is like, hey, danger's fucking up against like no shit. His name is danger. That's what he does. You, you expect him to be a valedictorian? Absolutely not. I would just walk around with the mystical ad lib on my phone whenever yeah. I would never call his name out normally. I just danger. Yeah. Scare the hell out of everyone around. So, yeah, I'm picking Cowboy because he's, he's what, fighting in front of danger. Yeah. It's dangerous, but. Let's, let's do that. Um, Calvin Cater versus Josh Emmett. It's tough. I'm picking Cater. Cater's a, he's a great boxer. Look, he got <laughs> worse. Josh on a roll. Josh Emmett is a heavy hand, but I don't think he has the volume to keep up with Cater. As long Worst as Cater, winning streak. He hasn't lost since he lost to Jeremy Steve. Yeah. If Cater can box. Keep this fight at a relative distance. Use his striking. Not put himself into trouble. Not get hit by the big right hand. I think it'll be fine. I think it'll be a fun fight. But I'm picking Calvin Cater. Hmm. Just because similar opponents. I'll go Calvin Cater too. I mean, lost to beat a couple years ago. That's a beat. Lost to Max Holloway. Like, he's beat his fair share of that division. Still a very good featherweight. And I just think Josh Emmett maybe is a rung below him. So, Calvin Cater would be my pick. Decision, it's going all 25 minutes. Probably. If it goes 25 minutes, they're going to be bleeding. Um, (laughs) They're going to be bleeding. This is Josh Emmett. This would be a good fight. This would be a good fight. No, I agree. So, this, again, main card. Sneaky good. I think this is a really good main card for, like you said, the UFC has a million, million fights. Like, when's their next off week? They're not even... Taking an off week between these pay-per-views. Nah, man. They just, just roll them out. Yo, the, the card on the 25th doesn't even have, like, a full card yet. It's just got a main event. Yeah. So it's one of those things where it's like, damn, they're, they're going for it. But International Fight Week's creeping up, UFC 276. So we'll keep covering them <laughs> as, as they keep rolling them out. Uh, Sean O'Malley's on UFC 276 opening up. Pedro Munoz. That's a fight I can't wait 
That's that's can't wait to yeah, break down. That's like, that's a great, great it's finally fighting somebody. He got a new deal and he said it. He's yep. like, I ain't fighting nobody until I get a new deal. Now he's got a new deal. Two seventy six yep. will be fun. I just gotta figure out if I'll make it back for money in the bank for the for that <laughs> for, for the, the time opening for the fight main card. Yeah, I'm I'm still trying to figure that part out. We shall see. At least now it's right across the street. I'm saying I'll just walk. It's a, it's like a 20 minute walk. Yep. Walk from the garden to Well, if you go down the back street and straight up and yep. not through the MGM, 10 minutes. I always walk through the MGM. Don't do it. 10 minutes. Quickest, <laughs> quickest way to get there. Quick fast. So we'll see. It's gonna be one hell of a next couple of weeks. We appreciate everyone for checking out this UFC preview. Don't go anywhere though. We have Joaquin Buckley coming up next. A hell of a guest. Great guy. Can't wait to talk to him about this weekend's upcoming fight. So don't go anywhere. Be right back after this. Everybody has promised huge UFC card this weekend. And none other than Joaquin Buckley joining us. Listen, huge middleweight fight this week. Right off the bat, people know you as a highlight reel, right? Like you go in there, you put people to sleep. So going into this fight, immediately in your mind, are you just like, yo, I got to add to this. I got to get the buzz going again. Is this something where you're like, decisions aren't enough. I need to knock people out when I go in there. Uh, I mean... It's always good just to get the win because I get both my checks. But when I get those knockouts, I already know that that, that extra check going to come. You know what I mean? So I, I, don't like, I like the knockouts, man. I like getting the highlight reels. I like uh, getting the fans all excited, you know what I mean, when I fight. So, uh, yeah, man, I love just going out there and uh, putting somebody lights out for sure. Doc, before I talk, like, I want to talk about your career. I want to talk you switching over to be a full-time fighter. Uh, I, I need you to explain to me why, how, how this Dale Brown thing happened at your last fight. <laughs> I mean, you know, you know, just just reached out to him. You know, uh, my homeboy Charles Johnson, uh, LFA champ right now. He just got signed to UFC. He gonna be having his fight in uh, July in London. So shout out to him. Uh, but he was like, "Hey man, I love to do a skit with him and all that other stuff." I was like, "Bro, shoot, we should do it." You know what I mean? So end up reaching out to Dale. You know what I mean? I did that little skit with him, and uh, eventually I was like, "Hey, bro, you should pop out of my corner because I just knew it'd be a lot of publicity." You know what I'm saying? If he came out. And a lot of people be talking about it, so you know. But did you learn? Crazy. Did you learn anything from Dale Brown? Because this man, <laughs> this man out here, having me want getting ready to die. Because I'm like, look at these moves. I'm gonna die trying this shit. Did you? Did he teach you anything? Hey, you gotta do something. <laughs> hey, you gotta do something. Uh, I learned a couple things, man. He got a couple little tricks up his sleeve, man. You know what I mean? It's hard to talk about. You know what I mean? You gotta see it to believe it, though. This man. Wait, <laughs> hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Does this mean that some of this shit might come out in the octagon? There might be some some Dale Brown jujitsu that shows up <laughs> in a fight. Hey, bro, y'all don't know. Yeah, if, if buddy take my back, I, I just watched what Dale just posted about. If somebody trying to get you in the rear naked choke, I might pull this move off. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> you know Yo, what I'm saying? Yeah. So shout out to Dale Brown, oh. Detroit Urban uh, Survival Tactics, baby. Oh man. <laughs> <laughs> uh, learning from the best out here. So, man, outside of Dale, he's in your corner for the last fight. You know, dominant performance by you. Got a nice little win there. And back yeah. on the winning ways, right? So you're you're now three years deep in the UFC. What's two, different? About two, not three. Two? Okay. Well, 2020 yeah. to 2022. You know, we, we splitting hairs here. So two years deep. <laughs> do you... Uh, uh, now, do you feel like 
now you're finally getting your foot in, right? Like, do you feel like now you're finally comfortable? Because you you started, and again, you weren't even full-time MMA fighter at that time. You just came in, nah, nah, knocking I wasn't, people I, out? I wasn't, but yeah, yeah, no, nah, no. Nah, but we never comfortable, though. You know what I mean? So, you know, this is this is the type of job that you got to, like, you always got to show up and perform, you know what I'm saying, better than what you did last time. So when y'all talk about me coming to the decision with Razak Al-Hassan, you know, I really felt like I didn't really perform like I really wanted to because I didn't get a knockout, you know what I mean? Uh, so, you know, at the end of the day, I ain't never comfortable, you know what I mean? So until we get that belt, until we get that title back, you know what I mean? I'm always going to be stressing. So, As a middle, we're trying to get that belt. Like, you look at this middleweight division. Obviously, you know, a couple weeks, Kananir and Adesanya are about to fight, which is a big fight. But when you look at this division, there's a lot of opportunity there because Adesanya is pretty much fought everybody else. So do you feel like it's... Man, fought everybody. That's what I'm he saying. fought everybody. Like, not... Now y'all just gotta make good matchups for him. You know what I'm saying? So that's my opinion. So, but I feel like, you know, Izzy, he got he got a lot, you know, on his plate with Jared Cannonier. He's been the only fighter that I can see that ain't got, ain't gonna have no fear and trying to walk down, you know, Izzy. You know, a lot of guys when they get in there, Marvin Vittori, Paul Acosta, uh, uh Robert Whitaker, you know, they kind of stay at bay. You know what I mean? And like they hesitate a lot of times instead of pulling the trigger. And Izzy ain't got no problem taking that thing to the decision, you know what I mean, and riding out to the judges. But Jared Kennedy, I feel like he's going to be trying to go for that finish. And I feel like the only time that you can really put Izzy in some trouble is you put that pressure on his head. But that being said, so, because you're the same kind of fighter that looks to knock some heads off, if you match, I'm not saying you fight Izzy tomorrow, but it feels like your style might be one of those styles that can crack that very difficult code with Israel Asanya. It, it definitely can, you know what I mean? But, you know, I got to do my job first, you know, knock out this wrestler boy, Habib Cousin, who I'm fighting. I would do right here. <laughs> And uh, once once I do that, you know, uh, then we're going to be talking about fighting somebody that, that's ranked. And then I'm going to be calling out Izzy pretty soon. How much different but is I'm it? I'm a perfect matchup. It's a fun fight regardless. Oh, hands down. How much different is mm-hmm. it knowing that you're going in against a wrestler? Someone who's not necessarily looking to take your head off first and foremost, right? Like, try to put you on your back and survive, not get his face taken off. How much is it different for you preparing for a fighter like that? than someone, like, in your previous fights, like, when you fought, like, Kevin Holland, when you knew, like, yo, we're going to stand right. and bang. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, it's not different. Uh, Albert Durant, he going to try he gonna try to throw them hands for the first two minutes. But once he realize he ain't going to have no success, he going to be missing, uh, swinging at the air, and then that's when he going to try to shoot. But people don't realize, like, my, my background was wrestling. You know what I mean? So I, I can't wait to show everybody, you know, uh, that I'm more than just a striker in the stand-up fight. You know, I got a ground game, too. Speaking of Kevin Holland. Everybody going to see the levels of my game in this fight. Bro, speaking of Kevin Holland, I don't want to talk about the fight. But you done seen what this man been doing, or says he's been doing, right? Like, he's like a superhero now. Are you buying this? That's what you can call it. I'm saying, do you believe that he's doing this, or you think this is all smoke? (laughs) He's he's in the right place. You know what I'm saying? Hey, kudos to him if it is true and all that other stuff. But I I just feel like, man, it's been happening too frequently. You know what I'm saying? It ain't coincidence. I feel like he been paying folks off. I don't know. <laughs> but he's a TMZ. He's a TMZ uh, interview and shit like that. But regardless, though, man, shout out to Kevin Holly, man. We on the same card tonight, man. And uh, I'm, I'm sure we both going to uh, put up a good show because me and Kevin Holly, we still got unfinished business, too. I about to say, you, want, you definitely want to run that one back because you're clearly on, a, different, you're a different fighter now. You got, you got full camps now. You're not doing this part-time. Yeah, I got full camps, but I ain't working at Walgreens no more, man. Stop playing with me, man. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? So, yeah, it's going to be a whole different fight, you know. And then, plus, on that fight, bro, I only had a week week to get ready. You know what I mean? For him, he was already in a fight, and then I had just got done fighting for LFA. 
as soon as I got signed with the UFC. But, you know, I showed everybody what I was capable of, and I bounced right back with a uh, win uh, against Emperor with the craziest knockout in UFC history. And I've just been doing, being real successful in my UFC career right now. You know, so with this next fight, I'll be 5-2 and two with the UFC. You mentioned that. Seven, seven fights deep. How crazy is it to come in and have just one of the biggest knockouts ever? You win knockout of the year. You, you have all these accolades, your highlights everywhere. Like at ESPN, we ran it every two weeks for like three months. Like the, the highlight hey, was, was bananas. So how much pressure did that put on you, if any, to be like, yo, like now I got to live up to this? Like, or did you just take it nah, as, nah, oh, nah, this nah, is no dope. pressure. No pressure, you know what I'm saying? And if it was pressure, like, it's well-deserved, you know what I mean? So pressure is only privilege to the champions. That's how I feel. So, you know what I mean? I'm, I'm cool with that pressure, man. I live under pressure. Uh, but it got my name out there. That's the hardest thing, man. It's, you got fighters in the USC that's been in there longer than me, probably five, six years, still ain't got no name. You know what I mean? They exciting fighters, but you know what I mean? They haven't done anything to make no noise and haven't been able to do anything to make a splash, and they still kind of unknown, you know what I mean? So I, I feel blessed with the whole opportunity. You know what I'm saying? Getting that knockout and everybody loving me for it. I, I, here's a question. Wait, first of all, before I ask this question, are, are you a single man, married man, bachelor? <laughs> you a bachelor? <laughs> no, nah, man, I got a girl. I got a girl oh, back home. Okay. Yes, sir. So I'm when, a father. She made me. I, I was like, man, who, who let me have a kid? You're, <laughs> 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 my but, baby mom back home. Congrats. Congrats. Here's the question. Thank you, thank you, thank I, here's the question I want to ask. Because you get a knockout like that. And obviously, us dudes, we go, yo, that's crazy. But this shorty's in your DMs after that knockout. It was like, hey, man, like trying to holler at you after that knockout. Yeah, the old hoes that wasn't fucking with me back in the day, back in high school, <laughs> y'all. They came back around. They, they, hit, they hit me up like, remember me? You remember? I'm like, yeah, I remember your stinking ass. Yo, yo, yo. Back then, you ain't know me. Even, now I'm hot. You don't want though, me. Listen, Mike Jones Yeah, type shit. Almost Mike Jones shit, yo. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, but really. ain't no, ain't nobody. I got, a, I got a good girl, man. She, she loved me for who I am. You know what I mean? If the UFC cut my ass right now, she'll still be the. You know what I mean? So, you know, ain't nobody sunning off these pecker woods. You know, <laughs> these pecker head holes. Ain't nobody. Yeah. <laughs> I feel you. I feel you. I feel you. Yo, before we let you get out of here, and of course we're ready. We're geared up for the win this weekend. You got any call outs in mind? Anybody you like? Yo, an octagon. Once I get this knockout, put this one under my belt. This is who I want next. Oh, y'all gonna see that once I knock out Albert Duarte, who I'm gonna call out. I'm gonna say that for that. All right, you know All right but saying? you got somebody. You ready? <laughs> oh, Ben Ham. Ben Ham. I got a whole list, boy. <laughs> we just check you out. Give me what I want. <laughs> <laughs> yes, sir. Yes, sir, man. Appreciate y'all, though. Oh, man. We appreciate it. You get back to your hotel. Be safe. Good weight cut. Can't Thanks. wait to see the fight, man. We appreciate it. All right. Appreciate y'all, man. All, All right. Man, have a good please. one. Joaquin Buckley. Oh, man. I, I had to ask. Head holes. I had to ask. I had to ask because, like, yo, when you get a knockout, like, people are like, yeah, but we're dudes, right? Like, you're like, yeah, more power to you. I love that knockout. I just be wondering, like, the MMA women be like, oh, Joaquin, what's good? So I guess we found out. The girls huh? came through, like, don't you remember me from high school? <laughs> we, <laughs> we went to junior prom together. Oh, boy. Oh, man. Knock me out, Joaquin. Knock me out. <laughs> No, like he is incredible. Nothing but the best wishes for him coming up this weekend. Uh, you know, we love the streaks here on the Corner Podcast. Yeah. So got to keep the winning alive. Shout out to him. Thank you, everyone, for listening today. It's been one hell of a show. We appreciate you. We still have boxing and pro wrestling coming up later in the week. So back to three shows a week. Going to be great. Shout out to everyone. Blue Wire Studios here in the Wind Resort in Las Vegas. Blue Wire, the network. Producer Cole. 
baby in the booth holding it down. Brian, making us look pretty under the lights. We appreciate you. Follow us on social media at Corner Podcast underscore on Twitter, at Corner Club for Life on Instagram. Check out our YouTube, The Corner Podcast. You can see all of these videos, our interviews, and highlights up there of every show. It is, we're on a roll with these interviews. So it is great. In the meantime, stay safe. They run a free, like me and Cole Bebe now. Till next time, we're out. Peace.